Well, the World Cup has wrapped up with a riveting final between France and Argentina that came down to a thrilling overtime finish and Argentina winning 7-5. Joining us now live online is the sports rabbi Joshua Halleckman, who covers sports for the Jerusalem Post and his website, Sports Rabbi. How are you doing, Joshua? Doing really well here. Uh, exciting final. Couldn't have asked for anything better. Really? Is this going to be talked about for decades? Uh, this could be talked about for the next hundred years. Forget about decades. This is one of the greatest uh, games of football that we have witnessed uh, ever uh, with top players, drama, penalties, penalty shootout. And really, I think the biggest story, of course, is Leo Messi putting his final stamp on being the greatest player Absolutely. to ever play this game. Absolutely. Can you give us a kind of a recap of the game for those who didn't see it? So it was a crazy game. I mean, it looked like Argentina was taking it right to France off the bat. Leo Messi scores a penalty in the 23rd minute. Uh, Angel Di Maria adds to that 2 nothing lead at 36th minute. They go into halftime. Argentina in total control of the game. We go into the second half, and Argentina is putting France fast asleep, absolutely asleep. And then what happens is Kylian Mbappe is awarded a penalty. He scores. A minute later, he puts in, and you could feel it. Once he scored that penalty, you felt, uh-oh, yep. something was going to go wrong here, and everything was going to fall apart. Literally a minute later, he puts in the second goal. 2-2, they go into extra time. Wow. Uh, first extra time period, nothing happened. Second extra time period. Who scores? None other than Leo Messi. Wow. Uh, he just knocks in the ball. The place is going wild. There's about 12 minutes left in the game, and everybody's figuring, well, that's it. He has now won the World Cup. But no, no, no. <laughs> Not the way it was going to finish. And another crazy event. There's a, a handball called in the box, which is crazy. Wow. Uh, but it was a legitimate handball. 118th minute, Mbappe steps up, scores a hat trick, finally puts in that third goal. They go to the penalty shootout in Argentina, just, you know, much better in the shootout. And, and their goalkeeper, uh, just tremendous, uh, Emiliano Martinez, fantastic at the end. Uh, intelligently, both coaches decided to go with their best players to lead off the uh, penalty shootout. Uh -huh. Both Gillian Mbappe and Leo Messi went first, and they didn't save them for fifth because what we've seen in this World Cup is sometimes these penalty shootouts don't get to the fifth in decisive kicker because somebody misses there's been saves and uh, both both took their shots first and scored but then Kingsley Coleman missed Aurelian Chuchmany misses and of course Dybala Paredes and finally Gonzalo Montiel slots in the final goal penalty and Argentina celebrates there's probably going to be a week of national holiday going on now in South in the South American country uh, you know it's these these two teams are so <laughs> Matched. I mean, who did they? Did Argentina deserve to win? I mean, was it so evenly matched, or how was it? I think Argentina deserved to win. I think you know, with everything putting down here in this whole tournament, they lost their opening game to Saudi Arabia, which was a shock. Yes, and that was probably the best thing that happened to them because they got that loss out of the way early. Uh, it didn't mean much, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, but they were able to take that loss and really build on it and say, hey. We're not going to lose another game. And they literally walked through the rest of the tournament, whether it was Mexico, Poland, Australia, the Netherlands, who they had to defeat on penalties, Croatia in the semifinals, where they absolutely dominated that game 3-0. And then finally, uh, you know, beating France. And listen, you know, anything with Leo Messi, especially now, he deserved it. Obviously, 2014, he goes to the final and loses. Mm. Uh, this time, he has redemption. And he is going to go down as the greatest player that ever lived. Wow. What does victory mean for Argentina now? 
Uh, wins for Argentina. It's their third uh, World Cup championship. Knowing that, of course, uh, Diego Armando Maradona passed away, you know, obviously over the last uh, little while, uh, this was uh, really a coronation for Messi and for this Argentinian team. And having that shadow in the background of Maradona, will they be able to take it to the top? Because Maradona was obviously a great player, the one that had led them to the World Cup victory the last time, 36 years ago. Uh, they were able to do it. Uh, in general, it was a very mixed team. The young players, uh, veteran players on that squad, uh, they were the best team throughout the tournament. Uh, despite the loss, they were the best team. France played very well, but they were also very inconsistent. Now, you cover sports uh, for the Jerusalem Post. You have your own website. How is this Mondial, the World Cup? It seemed to be put sports on everybody's agenda, not just people who are interested in football. Yeah, and listen, the World Cup is the greatest probably event in the world. I would even gather to say even bigger than the Olympics. It's definitely bigger than the Super Bowl uh -huh. because the Super Bowl is really only a United States, uh, you know, sport. The World Cup speaks to everybody. The Olympics doesn't necessarily speak to everybody. Soccer, for example, the Olympics or football in the Olympics is not very big. Yeah. Uh, yes, there are all kinds of athletes, but really as a single sport, this is the single uh, most, uh, you know, watched and viewed sport uh, sporting event throughout the world in that you know, brings the average person. I, mean, I was even hearing that some uh, Rabaniots, uh, some uh, some uh, Yamima Mizrahi, for example, was saying that uh, after you light the candles, uh, the women should sit down and watch the game with the men. <laughs> and you want to keep them around. So, uh, you know, so everybody was, there's lots of families out there watching football today, uh, not only here in Israel, but around the world. And the fact that it was held in the Middle East and let it be seen at normal times instead of in the middle of the night. Yeah, shockingly, five o'clock in the afternoon for us, which was great, especially that it went into, you know, extra time and then into penalties. The game ended a little past eight o'clock our time. Uh, you know, we've seen that before where the game can end at one, two, three in the morning. Right. Uh, very convenient and lots of Israelis that were at the uh, at the final itself. I know a number that were there and uh, I know a number that were at the tournament at certain points over you know, from what I understand, over 15,000 Israelis That's right. uh, attended games in Qatar, which is tremendous. Well, Joshua Halleckman, uh, thanks for giving us your insight. And you've got your website, sportsrabbi.com. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me on. Take care.